Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick, and apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. All right, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Hey wife, did you know that Anchor is sponsoring our show? Really? Don't we use Anchor to distribute our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts? Yeah, and we are on just about every other platform available as well, thanks to them. Why do we use Anchor as our podcasting service? Well, they make editing and distributing our show a breeze. What if one of our listeners wants to start their own podcast? Then they should head over to Anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Awesome! You guys should go do that right now! Husband! Wife! 
do you remember what happened yesterday? Well, as I recall, I think um, Ahab fucked up by letting his wife murder somebody because he wanted the veggie garden. And then <laughs> um, he was maybe going to get eaten by dogs. But then now his sons are just going to be getting eaten by dogs. So yeah. it's all better now for him. For him. For him. Right. But yeah. his sons are going to be like, fuck you, God. Yeah. Because, you know, fuck you, God. Right. Just saying. Yeah, and his wife is Jezebel, by the way. Right, Jezebel right. is the one who had Naboth, I think was his name. Naboth, yeah. Naboth had him stoned because he wouldn't give up his vineyard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was just a shit-ass move. Yeah. And on everybody's part, really. like. I mean, except for Naboth, he doesn't have to sell his fucking right, vineyard. Right, right. No, 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 no. But, I mean, to be fair, there as well, a king asks you to fucking get your land and you don't generally say no i mean i do but not if he's known for killing people okay and his fair, wife fair but i don't know if it's been in the family for ages which it probably has but is it worth your life i mean maybe to him it some was. fucking grapes are worth your life maybe the land to him was worth his life well there ain't no grape good enough to be worth my life so i'm i'm not here to say whether he should have or shouldn't have. I don't think he was an asshole for saying no. I don't think he was an asshole, no. But, okay. I mean, things could have gone a lot better in many different ways. Well, yeah, when you're dealing with a bully, absolutely. If you always let the bully have their way, things tend to go better. Right, and when you don't, they kill you. Right. So, I mean, right. <laughs> not a, this isn't a win-win or win-lose or... I don't know what the fuck it is. When something it's bad, it's lose lose. It's bad because he was a fucking bully, and his wife's a bigger bully. Right, right, yeah. All right. Well, that was First Kings chapter twenty one. Sure, fuck was. Today we're getting into the last chapter of the book, First which is Kings. First Kings chapter twenty two. All right, let's go do this. Okie dokie. Hey, wife, do you like coffee in the morning? I sure do, husband. Morning, noon, night. Which reminds me, I need to add that to our grocery list because we're running low. Wait, before you do that, check out the website ungodlybrew.com where you can purchase a pound of your favorite flavor of coffee. What if I want more than one pound? Either order a larger amount or better yet, get 10% off by setting up a subscription for every two weeks or a month or whatever works for you. Did you set up something special for our listeners? You know I did. Exclusive for our listeners, get an additional 10% off subscriptions by entering the code SACRILEGIOUSCOFFEE at checkout. That's a hellishly good deal. Ungodly Brew is hellishly good coffee. Okay, 1 Kings chapter 22. Okay. Final chapter of this book. Yeah, it is. Okay. So for three years, there was no war between Aram and Israel. That's nice. Isn't that nice? I like it when there's no war. Three years. Three Three whole years. Three whole ones. Then during the third year, King Jehoshaphat of Judah went to visit King Ahab of Israel. Oh, shit's about to get uh, real. Worry. Worry. (laughs) Worry. During the visit, the king of Israel said to his officials, Do you realize that the town of Ramoth-Gilead belongs to us? And yet, we've done nothing to recapture it from the king of Aram. There we go. He just he just now realized, Say. like, it's been years, decades maybe even right. at this point. Say. Since he's been king, and he's just like, wait a second. <laughs> Hang on. I want that corner We're of the We're missing globe. a fucking town, man. Yeah, yeah. Then he turned to Jehoshaphat and asked, Will you join me in battle to recover Ramoth-Gilead? Jehoshaphat replied to the king of Israel, Why, of course. 
You and I are as one. My troops are your troops, and my horses are your horses. Mm, okay. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Prum, There's prum, a lot prum. of like alliances between different kings at this point in time, mm-hmm. which is a lot different from what they used to, like when they were talking before. Mm-hmm. It was just always two kings, right. like you know, like the early kings of. Israel is just two kings, but now there's like all these other kings that they're like alliances here and alliances there. Right. And it's kind of interesting. It's kind of like Game of Thrones. Right? Yeah. It really is. Then Jehoshaphat added, but first, let's find out what the Lord says. Yeah, oh, because it okay. matters to him now that he wore that potato sack last time. No, this is Jehoshaphat said it. Oh, 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 yeah. okay. He, I'm, I'm glad he's saying a good thing. He's doing a good. I mean, in, in, in the course in of the Bible. In Bible canon, yes. Right, because I don't agree with God. No, 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 no. Nor yeah. do I believe in him. No, I'm saying within story world. <laughs> okay, all right. Just clarifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So the king of Israel summoned the prophets, about 400 of them, and asked them, should I go to war against Ramoth Gilead or should I hold back? I find this very interesting because it was just a few chapters ago that mm-hmm. we were talking about Elijah being the only fucking prophet left in Israel. And now we have 400? 400. Where did these 400 people fucking come from? My ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he asked them, should I? And they all replied, yeah, yeah, go right ahead. The Lord will give the king victory. But Jehoshaphat asked, is there not also a prophet of the Lord here? We should ask him the same question. Wait, weren't those... Who? What? Those were prophets of... Um, I think those were probably prophets of Jezebel's. Oh, so a share. It didn't specifically say that. It oh. just said 400 prophets. Okay. Didn't say what. But now he's specifying, um, I want a prophet of the Lord. Okay. All so right. So I'm going to guess that those other 400 prophets were Jezebel's. Okay. That's my guess. Yeah, I no, 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 no. I, I, but that's interesting. Like, I didn't. I when I think prophet and they're re- yeah. referencing them for asking them a question. Mm-hmm. I don't. They don't generally ask any other prophets other than the Lord's prophets right. questions. Exactly. But they literally refer to this other God, mm-hmm. their prophets as prophets. Yeah. Like that's just weird to me. It is. It is. In the Bible. In the Bible. That's crazy. The king of Israel replied to Jehoshaphat. There is one more man we could consult the Lord for us, but God, I hate him. Elijah. He never prophesies anything but trouble for me. (laughs) His name is Micaiah, son of Imla. What the fuck is this? I hate this Micaiah guy. I thought the guy he hated was Elijah. Well, we're not talking about Elijah in this chapter. But he did hate Elijah, right? But now we're talking about Micaiah. Jesus. You need to keep up, sir. But there's... No, I'm talking about Micaiah now. Okay. That hate was last chapter. This hate is Micaiah. Got this it. chapter. All right. Okay? Yeah. Son of Imla. Keep up. Okay. Jehoshaphat replied, that's not the way a king should talk. Let's hear what he has to say. <laughs> so the king of Israel called one of his officials and said, quick, quick, bring Micaiah, son of Imla. King Ahab of Israel and King Jehoshaphat of Judah, dressed in their royal robes, were sitting on thrones at the threshing floor near the gate of Samar. Samar- Samaria? Okay. Samaria? Yeah, Samaria. I, don't know. I don't know. All of Ahab's prophets were prophesying there in front of them. Call me Ishmael. Oh, wait. So Ahab's prophets are Baal because he was the one yeah. who worshipped Baal. Yeah. So that was the ones he was questioned. But I thought they all died there when they uh, were lighting the fires. So Can they ever all die? Never. Never. Nothing ever all dies in no. the Bible. 
It's never complete. Except for that one time when he, you know, wiped everybody out but Noah. Even then. Then, then they all died except for those people that he put right. in the boat. There's always except for. Even right, if it's not right. mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. One of them, one of those people. Yeah. Zedekiah, son of Canana, made some iron horns and proclaimed, This is what the Lord says. With these horns, you will gore the Aramaeans to death. This all is, the this other is... prophets agreed. This is the Baal prophets, right? Yeah, the yeah. Ahab prophets. Yeah. Okay. All the other prophets agreed. Yes, they said. Go up to Ramoth Gilead and be victorious, for the Lord will give the king victory. Just just a guess here, but I'm going to guess that Micaiah, was that the that uh-huh. guy's name? Uh-huh. I'm going to bet that he's going to prophesy the other way. I think you are correct. And I also bet that he's going to be correct. I think you are also correct on that. Because otherwise this probably wouldn't be in the Bible. Probably. I'm just saying. Probably. No, I, I would take. I would not take that bet. Because right. I because I think you are correct. I've got that one. That's like a lock-in. That's a lock. You got this one. Yeah. Meanwhile, back at the ranch. Just kidding. Meanwhile, the messenger who went to get Micaiah said to him, Look, all the prophets are promising victory for the king. Be sure that you agree with them and promise success. <laughs> but Micaiah replied, As surely as the Lord lives, I will only say what the Lord tells me to say. There you go. I mean, that's smart, you know, given that God tends to kill the people that don't do mm-hmm. what he wants. But is it and worth And they grapes? get eaten by lions, you but know, or dogs. Grapes? I don't know. I mean, would you tell the truth for your life? Well, and how is that different from holding on to your land and grapes? Apparently, this guy's given bad news to this king before because True. he's said that he's given him bad news before. Yeah. So yeah. he's lived through those. So uh, this guy might not be as scared as others might be. Either that or he is scared but also stands by his values. Right, right. When Micaiah arrived before the king, Ahab asked him, Micaiah, should we go to war against Ramoth Gilead or should we hold back? Micaiah replied sarcastically, yes, go up and be victorious, for the Lord will give the king victory. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But the king replied sharply, how many times must I demand that you speak only the truth to me when you speak for the Lord? Then Micaiah told him, in a vision, I saw all Israel scattered on the mountains like sheep without a shepherd. And the Lord said, their master has been killed. Send them home in peace. Mm. Didn't I tell you, the king of Israel exclaimed to Jehoshaphat, he never prophesies anything but trouble for me. He just asked him to tell him the truth. Yeah, but the truth sucks. Right, but he didn't believe him when he told him what he wanted to hear. Because he said it sarcastically. Right, no, I know. Then, I mean, it specifically said he said it sarcastically. No, yeah, 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 I get it, I get it. Sure, yeah, you're totally going to win. Right. You going to believe him? No. No. Then Micaiah continued, listen to what the Lord says. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne with all the armies of heaven around him on his right and on his left. And the Lord said, who can entice Ahab to go into battle against Ramoth Gilead so he can be killed? Oh, wow. Damn. Wow. There were many suggestions. And finally, a spirit approached the Lord. A spirit, huh? Approached the Lord and said, I can do it. How will you do this? The Lord asked. And the spirit replied, I will go out and inspire all of Ahab's prophets to speak lies. You will succeed, (laughs) said the Lord. Go ahead and do it. So you see, the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouths of your prophets, for the Lord has pronounced your doom. Boom. So there are spirits now. Yeah. 
And that's a new one. What's a spirit? Right? Like, like is it a angel-y thing? Is it I mean, they distinguish, but they've distinguished between, mm-hmm. like, they didn't say angel. They didn't right. say cherub. Right. Or cherubim. They didn't right. say, they said spirit. They said spirit. So this is something new. Yeah. Regardless of translation, it was a different word that they it used. It was a different word, yeah. So this is something new. Yeah. What the fuck is a spirit? I have no fucking idea. That sounds like a good Q&A. That is going to be my Q&A. That's what really is cool. What's a spirit? Right? Like, I mean... <laughs> hey, so... Seriously. First Kings chapter 22. What's a... What, what, what's a spirit? Right? Never heard of that before. Yeah, and why does God need a spirit to go... Like, I, I, I just don't... I don't get it. Like, a spirit, I would assume, is like... Um, Somebody that went to heaven, I guess, Maybe? right? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know, but like, why does he need just the regular crew to go down and inspire well, other gods? Why does he need an intermediary when he's so all powerful? He could just do it his damn self. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's always been the case, though. Mm-hmm. So you know. Mm-hmm. Then Zedekiah, son of Kanana, walked up to Micaiah and slapped him across the fucking face, oh, just damn. like Will Smith did to um, <laughs> Chris, Rock. Chris Rock. Yeah. Slapped wow. him right across the fucking <laughs> face. Then Zedekiah, son of Kanana, walked... Oh, I just read that. <laughs> Since when did the Spirit of the Lord leave me to speak to you, he demanded. And Micaiah replied, you will find out soon enough when you are trying to hide in some secret room. Okay. What? Okay. Okay. I, I think he thought that was a sick burn. Okay. But it was like... He's basically saying, you'll find out, bitch. Right. Okay. Arrest him, the king of Israel ordered. Oh, my God. Take him back to Ammon, the governor of the city, and to my son, Joash. Give them this order from the king. Put this man in prison and feed him nothing but bread and water until (laughs) I return safely from the battle. But Micaiah replied, if you return safely, it will mean that the Lord has not spoken through me. Hmm. Right. Then he added to those standing around, everyone mark my words. Everyone mark them. Do you think that anyone marked them? Um, I, well, I mean, it made it into the Bible, so it got marked. It got you marked. Know? I don't think they marked it well. <laughs> they, they did some, uh, what is that called? Chair, quarterback, chair, chair, where you sit Arm there. back, um, arm, armchair quarterback. Yeah, that, that. Yeah, where they're like looking back over it. Right, right. Telling, okay. Well, I really fucked that all up. Sorry, nothing. <laughs> so King Ahab of Israel and King Jehoshaphat of Judah led their armies against Ramoth Gilead. Okay. The king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, as we, wait, who said it? The king of Israel. Okay. As we go into battle, I will disguise myself so no one will recognize me, but you wear your royal robes. This sounds like a bad idea, actually. this sounds like a very dumb idea. Yeah. So the king of Israel disguised himself and they went into battle. Meanwhile, the king of Aram had issued these orders to his 32 chariot commanders. 32 again, huh? Mm-hmm. Remember there was 32? Yeah. 32 is the new... 32 is, 12, is the new 40. 40 and 32. <laughs> Attack only the king of Israel. Don't bother with anyone else. That was what one of the guys said. Okay, yeah. So when the Aramean chariot commanders saw Jehoshaphat in his royal robes, they went after him. There is the king of Israel, they shouted. <laughs> But when Jehoshaphat called out, the chariot commanders realized he was not the king of Israel. These guys know really well who is who. Yeah. Like, they know them by voice. Right. That's crazy. So they knew he was not the king of Israel, and they stopped chasing him. Okay. He's like, what? What? 
<laughs> an Aramean soldier, however, randomly shot an arrow at the Israelite troops and hit the king of Israel between the joints of his armor. Oh, man. <sighs> Turn the horses and get me out of here. Ahab groaned to the driver of his chariot. I'm badly wounded. <laughs> the battle raged all that day, and the king remained propped up in his chariot facing the Arameans. The blood from his wound ran down to the floor of his chariot. Oh, and as man. evening arrived, womp, womp, he, he died. died. Mm. He died. Just as the sun was setting, the cry ran through his troops. We're done for! Run for your lives! I don't understand why a king dying means you're done for. Because we chopped off the head. But, like, you can still... Um, no, just, never! Whatever. We cannot think! No, we need one leader! Run for your lives! My thinking is this, because if you are running away after your king died and you're you're sad and can't hold it together anymore, mm-hmm. you didn't really give a shit about the cause all that much in the first place. I don't think that's true. No? I don't think that's true at all. Okay. I, I think that you, if you're crying because your king died, you probably care very much about the cause no. and the king that commanded you to be there. But I, I feel like that would inspire, like your king dying would inspire you to fight that much harder. Maybe. Like, I'm going to win this for him, you know, like, he gave his life, I'm giving mine, you know, that kind of thing. Maybe. I don't know. So. I didn't live then. And right, I wouldn't right. have I wouldn't have been there because I'm a girl. And right, but I mean, they're fighting over a city that they just realized, like, he ruled in Israel, Ahab ruled for like 22 years, I think, is what they said. Something like that. So, like, after 22 years, he realized that they were missing a city. They're like, let's go get this city. And the guys are like, okay. And they're dying for this fucking city that they didn't give a shit about for 22 years. I just don't see them caring that much about it. I couldn't tell you. Maybe maybe they did care. Or maybe um, they didn't realize what they were getting into. Right, right. Good point. So the king died, and his body was taken to Samaria and buried there. Okay. Then his chariot was washed beside the pool of Samaria, and dogs came and licked his blood at the place where the prostitutes bathed. There goes that prophecy happening. Just as the Lord had promised. Right? Man, that's such a strong prophecy that it came true in the book that they wrote. Right where prostitutes bathed, too. Right, so bad. Like, man, that's awful. Mm. Not really. No, I don't really But I, I, yeah, who gives a shit? It's supposed to be like... And honestly, you're dead already. Who gives a fuck? I know. What's drinking your blood? Right. Like, I've never understood why we care about the body when supposedly um, your spirit is gone and that body ain't you no more. Right, So why, again, are we being so careful and, and, you know, it's almost like we're worshipping the dead shell. Right. So weird. Yeah. The rest of the events in Ahab's reign and everything he did, including the story of the ivory palace and the towns he built, are recorded in... The books of the one whatever, book. the king yeah, chronicle things. Yeah, the chronicling things. king thing. So Ahab died, and his son Ahaziah became the next king. Okay. All right? Yeah, we're on to a new king. We're on to a new king. So we're starting a new little section here. All right, but he's going to die too, according to the prophecy mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. whatever. Yep. Yep. Jehoshaphat, son of Asa, began to rule over Judah in the fourth year of King Ahab's reign in Israel. Jehoshaphat was 35 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 25 years. Okay. His mother was Azubah, the daughter of Shilhi. Jehoshaphat was a good king following the example of his father Asa. 
Okay. That's nice yeah. of him. Right. He did. Oh, that's why he was asking. We should ask the Lord's prophet, yo. Right, right. He did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight. During his reign, however, mm. he failed to remove all the pagan shrines. Oh, what And the people still asshole. offered sacrifices. Oh, my. How could he ever let this happen? burned incense there. So horrible. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he did good, but... He but he let make, bad things happen. He didn't make so. sure his people did good. Yeah, he's just terrible. Right? Yeah. Jehoshaphat also made peace with the king of Israel. The rest of the events in Jehoshaphat's reign, the extent of his power, and the wars he waged are recorded in... The Book of King Chronicle shit, whatever things. Yep, yep. He banished from the land the rest of the male and female shrine prostitutes who still continued their practices from the days of his father Asa. Hmm. He got rid of the shrine prostitutes. I guess they went over to that river where the, where, uh, <laughs> where, uh, what is his name? Ahab died. Yeah. Yeah. There was no king in Edom at that time, only a deputy. Hmm. Okay. I don't care. Right. Whatever. He wore blue shoes, not red. Like what? <laughs> Jehoshaphat also built a fleet of trading ships to sail to Ophir for gold. Oh, wow. But the ships never set sail. For they met with disaster in their home port of Ezion-Gabir. Oh, that's a shame. At one time, Ahaziah, son of Ahab, had proposed to Jehoshaphat, Let my men sail with your men in the ships. But Jehoshaphat refused that request. Well, yeah, he don't, doesn't want to share the gold. Right? Why would you want to share the gold? Uh-huh. When Jehoshaphat died, he was buried with his ancestors in the city of David. Okay. Then his son Jeroam, Je- Jehoram, sorry, Jehoram yep. became the next king. Okay. All right? So we got two new kings now. Mm-hmm. All right. Ahaziah, son of Ahab, began to rule over Israel in the 17th year of King Jehoshaphat's reign in Judah. Okay. He reigned in Samaria two years. But he did what was evil in the Lord's sight. Following the example of his father and mother and the example of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, who had led Israel to sin. Does it really matter? He was destined to die by God anyway. Right. So, like, might as well enjoy your time, I guess, right? Yeah, Yeah, if somebody prophesied that I was going to die and they were known to tell prophecies that always came true... I would be like, then I'm going to like ride all the rides. Right, and, yeah, I'm going you know, out. I'm going out like fucking I'm doing all the drugs, drinking all the <laughs> drinks, smoking all the things. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm gonna live it up. Might as well. Yep. He served Baal and worshipped him, provoking the anger of the Lord, the God of Israel, just as his father had done. The end. But God already said, "Dude, you're dying." Yep. So it didn't fucking matter. It didn't fucking matter, but. That is the end of First Kings. It is. It is. Interesting. And now we had two new kings, one of which already died. Mm-hmm. But we got one new king at least yep. that might be continuing in the next chapter. Mm-hmm. Or next book, I he mean. It seemed halfway decent. It seemed that way for now. For now. But then, you know, we've got examples in the past where... Um, they start out good, but they always fail. In like the last fucking page. They go on a fuck fest suddenly. Right, yeah. Like, that's just crazy shit. So. I married the whole planet. I was good, but I married the whole planet. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's usually what it is. Right? Well, it was what it was with, uh, what's his face? I can't remember. I can't remember either. I'd, I'd, as soon as you would say it, if you said it, I'd know it exactly, but I can't remember off the top of my head right now, and it's too late to look it up, so yep. it is what it is. It be what it be. Right. 
All right. Well, that was uh, the end of First Kings. It sure as fuck was. And tomorrow we will be coming back with a Q&A and wrap-up. Mm-hmm. And then on Thursday we you... will be doing... Yeah, Thursday. Sorry. Um, our Contradictions episode, which... Is called You're Always Wrong. Or as I like to say, You're Always Wrong. Right, that. Mm-hmm. And then on Friday... Um, we're just going to be doing a little bit of a special episode, so hang tight and join us that day for that. And, uh, and yeah, that, well, that'll be the rest of the week. So. Because on Saturday, yeah, we will be at the, um, what's it called? We'll be at the Kentucky Free Thought Convention. Yeah, the Free Thought Convention. That's so what I, I think we might actually not be doing an episode for one of the first times ever in a long time. Ever, on Saturday, ever in a long time. Well, you know, like we did, we used to do bi-weekly episodes, right. so it's, we we didn't always do daily. Right. But uh, this will be the first time in a really long time that we haven't done an episode on a day. Um, we might pre-record something if we have time. We might, and or we might take the day off. We might take the day off. We might. I mean, do a we're replay. not really taking the day off. If you're there at the fucking, you know, Free Thought Convention, Kentucky right? Free Thought Convention. Yeah. We'll fucking be there. We'll so fucking be there. You should y'all. fucking be there too. Yeah. If you, you know, you can. And make sure if you, not, it's all good. Make sure you look for our table because we'll be one of the vendors and we will be selling ungodly brew and representing sacrilegious discourse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And if you mention that you heard this on our podcast, you get a free sample of the ungodly brew coffee. So, Woo-woo. you know, do that. Mm-hmm. All right. You guys have a good one. And we'll see you tomorrow for the Q&A room wrap up. Yep. Bye. Bye. Hey, wife, I guess that's the end. But, husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh, my God. Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Ooh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh, yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.